Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Outspoken. I'm your host, Pastor Buster Smith. I want to thank everybody for the views that I got on the, on yesterday's episode, The Rapture is a False Doctrine. Um, I, I truly hope that you took that and, and, and actually studied it to understand what the Bible is actually saying. We've got a lot of... Um, you know, misconceptions in the Bible. I mean, we can go all the way back to the book of Genesis. Uh, we've still got people that believe Eve, and ate, Eve ate an apple in the Garden of Eden. Uh, we've got people that still believe in the rapture. We've got all of this stuff that's going on. And so I hope that um, you took yesterday's episode and applied it to your life and actually studied it so you can understand more of God's Word. But what what, what I'm actually going to talk about today is something that I've actually seen in a lot of churches as well. Um, not just false doctrine, but this one right here, folks, is the reason why uh, the church doesn't have the power that it used to. You know, back in the 70s, 80s, and even the 90s, the church used to have a lot of power. People was being uh, healed. People was being uh, uh, baptized in Holy Ghost fire. There was, a, I mean, there was a lot of things that was going on back in the seventies, eighties, and like I said, even the nineties. Um, and, and even as for me, I saw back when I was a kid uh, growing up in church. It was a very powerful church, and uh, that church now ain't even. It's it's got no power in it today. Um, and so, even when I became a preacher. And even more, when I became a pastor, I tried to figure out why these churches um, are struggling like they are. Why, what is the thing that is keeping them from reaching that focal point that it was at back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s? That one thing is called faith. A lot of these churches don't have it. And you can go to a lot of these churches and you can just listen to how the people talk. It'll just take five minutes. Just listen to how they talk. Listen to some of the prayer requests that's mentioned. And you will hear the lack of faith just just by that. Um, I've, I'm not going to mention names or any affiliations, but I, I heard of a church that I used to attend somebody got sick and now she's already talking about uh how she's ready to meet the lord i mean just basically giving up before i mean forget going to the lord in prayer for healing forget any of anything else we're just going to go ahead and give up and get our funeral arrangements in order and that's the reason why we've got people that's dying at an early age that's why we've got people that uh are not being healed because of their lack of faith. And you can look in the book of John, chapter 14, verse 14. I've preached on this many of times. And it says that, let me go to it and I'll quote it to you, scripture for scripture right here, because I don't want to misinterpret uh, God's word. So here's what it says. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. But let's go up above it to verse 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. And then verse 15, this is how you get the, that promise. So I, if you love me, keep my commandments. So there you go, folks. I mean, if you take just that one verse... And you ask yourself, why is this not happening? Why is why do we have an issue with churches not getting their uh, prayers answered? You see a lot of people, 
with prayer requests, you see a lot of people uh, going to the altar and, and trying to get things from God. Well, I preached on this. My dad has preached on this. Even Taylor has preached on this a little bit and, and touched on it. The reason why you're not getting your prayers answered, number one, number one, the top reason is your lack of faith. A lot of people, how many times have you heard this in your church? Well, that, I didn't get my prayer answered because that's not in God's will. That's a bold-faced lie from the enemy, folks. He said right here, whatever you want, I'll give it to you. If you love me, keep my commandments. That is the, uh, that's the requirement. But there's also another one, and this goes to number two, why prayers ain't being answered. Number two is because of the lack of forgiveness. There's a lot of people that they just cannot forgive people that has done them wrong. No matter what they do... Uh, you know, that person that uh, uh, that has wronged them or hurt them in the past, they just cannot get over what they did to them. And the lack of forgiveness is the reason why God will not hear you. Because if you have unforgiveness, God will not hear you. He will not hear you. The Bible says that loud and clear. But this episode is going to be touching on something that... Like I said, I have seen in a lot of churches in um, my four years of being in the ministry, and that's the lack of faith. I've seen a lot of people, I get up and I preach on John fourteen fourteen, and I talk about how, hey, all you have to do is ask God. You know, it, it, I think it's even in the book of Mark, maybe, or Matthew, one of those two. I can't remember right off the top of my head. But it says, knock and you shall find, uh, 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 ask and it shall be given unto you, seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be open." Folks, all it takes is you asking, but when you ask, see here's where, here's where we get off the rails. People have that verse, they know that verse, and they say, okay, I'm going to ask and it's going to be given. But then when it's not given to them, they come back with, well, it wasn't in God's will for me to be healed today. Folks, that's not what it is. There's something that's holding your prayer back from being answered. There's something that's holding your prayer back. And that's what this whole episode is uh, is about today, and that's called faith. Look at the two things. How strong is your faith? The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. What does that mean? That means studying the Word of God. When was the last time... And this is why the show's called Outspoken. We're going to get a little bit, I'm going to get a little bit of a toe-stepping thing here going today. When was the last time you actually opened your Bible and read your Bible? When was the last time you actually had a one-on-one -on -one conversation with God the Father? When was the last time you actually thanked God for the things that He's done in your life? When was the last time any of these things occurred? When you look at that and when you think about that, you're going to realize, because I do the same thing, you're going to realize, wait a minute, I don't talk to God enough. I don't read my Bible enough. Study to show thyself approved. When was the last time you studied the Word of God? Do you know where the healing verses is? I'm going to go over one right here, James chapter 5, but you've also got a bunch of them in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 43, Isaiah 55. There's a bunch of them. Have you read it before? Do you know where they're at? Do you know the verse that stops blood? Can you quote it off the top of your head? If you're bleeding uncontrollably, do you know the verse that stops blood? See, folks, this is the reason why the Bible says to study to show yourself approved. This is why the Bible tells you to pray without ceasing. 
playing, folks, is talking to God. Having a one-on-one conversation with God like I'm having with you on this episode of Outspoken. But let's go to James chapter 5. We'll scroll down here to verse 13. Is any among you afflicted? Let him play. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them play over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith, there it is, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if you have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now, Here's the thing that I've actually noticed in a lot of churches that I've uh, uh, had the opportunity and the honor of preaching in is you'll have somebody come up to the front, and you've probably seen this in your local church. You'll have somebody come up to the front, and they'll play, and and they'll lay hands on them. They'll anoint them with oil. They'll do all of this stuff that James chapter 5, 13 through 16 uh, told you to do right here. But... There'll be two people that's laying hands on this person, and those two people have faults with one another. This is what the Bible is talking about in verse 16, confess your faults one to another. And this is what stops a lot of prayers because they don't go by the they don't go by the book. If you're laying your hands on somebody, let's say me and my dad is going to lay hands on somebody, and me and dad has an issue, that issue is going to stop the prayer of the sick. It's going to stop that prayer. God's not going to hear it. But if me and dad confess our thoughts one to another and talk about those issues and get the issue out of the way, then God will be able to hear the prayer. It all goes back to forgiveness. That's basically what this is talking about. So that right there stops prayers from being answered, number one. But number two is the lack of faith. God can do it for others, but he can't do it for me. And you hear a lot of people, they, you know, when they don't get their prayers answered, well, it just wasn't in the will. It wasn't in the will of God. It is not the will of God for any man to be sick. And I want you, anybody that disagrees with that statement, anybody that says, well, God wants you to be sick, I want you to go into the scripture and I want you to show me that and I bet you can't do it. God wants his children to prosper. God wants his children to be healed. The reason why his children don't receive the promises of God is because the children isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing. They don't have the faith in God. They're not studying. They're not praying. They're not doing any of these things that is required for you to have your prayers answered. Therefore, your prayers ain't being answered. But the number one thing that I've seen in a lot of churches... And this is why here in the next few weeks we're going to be talking nothing but biblical stuff on outspoken. Because I've, I've seen a lot of this going on in churches that I've, like I said, had the honor of preaching in. They have been so beaten by life that their faith is wavering. The Bible says, let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. That's what the Bible says. Let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. But a lot of our faith wavers. See, there's something that we do here at uh, Shepherd's Cove that's a little bit different than your normal church. A lot of churches, when you walk in there, they take prayer requests. Folks, I don't believe in taking prayer requests. 
I'll tell you why. I know I'm already getting... I had to yawn right then. But um, I'm recording this at 1 o'clock in the morning. But I, I want you to... I want you to think about this. The Bible says that whatever comes out of your mouth, that's what you will have. When you have a prayer request, you have a bunch of people that is standing up, saying a prayer request for their cousin, for their aunt, for their mom, for their dad, for their friend, whoever it is. And the first thing out of their mouth is nothing but d death. Bible says life and death are in the power of the tongue. And when these people stand up, they're not speaking life. They're speaking death. Oh, they've been diagnosed with cancer and it's not looking good. And uh, They were talking about uh, how, you know, they're only giving him two weeks to live. And, uh, you know, if this, and you'll never hear somebody say hardly, and I believe that God's going to heal this. I believe that God's going to take care of this issue. No, they go right into this. Well, we need to pray for the family as well because when they die in two weeks, uh, it's going to really be hard for their kids. Folks, they all I mean, they're speaking death. I don't want you to speak death. I want you to speak life. And that's why I don't do prayer requests, because I'm not going to give you an opportunity to speak death. Now, many people, they say, well, that's wrong of you to do. Well, that's fine. That's why I'm the pastor and you're not. Here's the, here's the issue. We've got a tithe box that hangs outside. If you want to give money, fine. That's up to you. We don't, we don't ask for it. We don't care. But the thing that sits underneath the tithe box is a prayer request box. And it's got note cards in it. What you need to do is write on that prayer request, I, I am praying for blah, blah, blah. And drop it in there. And me and Dad will lay that card on the altar when you leave and we will pray over that prayer request. Another thing that we love doing is people that stand in the gap. See, we've got a... And I'm so thankful to God for this. We've got a church filled with people who have nothing but faith. And I am so thankful for that, that we have people here that know the Word of God, that seek the Word of God, and that have faith. I am so thankful for that tonight. And what they'll do is, we we just had it two weeks ago. She stood in the gap for her kids and her grandkids. They all got uh, diagnosed with, uh, I think it was uh, RSV. And she wanted to stand in the gap for her kids and her daughter. And she said, my granddaughters and my uh, and my daughter will be healed as soon as we get done playing. She knew it. And when she stood up, she said, they're healed. Folks, that is the attitude that Christians should have. When you get done playing, the prayer has been answered. It's been answered. Here's the issue, and I've seen this before in my life. People will go to the altar, they will play, and as soon as they stand up, they will cancel out the prayer that they just played. I've seen it happen. We won't even make it to the parking lot yet. We're just at the back of the church, and they're already talking about, well, I hope I get a good report tomorrow when I go to the doctor. Dude, we just played over it. Yes, you will get a good report. But now that you're already doubting, you ain't going to get it. You just canceled it out. Once again, life and death are in the power of the tongue, and you will eat the fruit thereof. It is that simple. You can, you can either have life, you can have death. It is your choice of which one you want to eat. It's your choice. And that's what a lot of people, that's what a lot of people struggle with. And the thing that confuses me and the thing that always strikes me as odd is the fact that we've got people that has never heard 
of these healing verses. They've never heard of John 14, 14. I remember preaching one time in a church, and as soon as I talked about John 14, 14, they looked at me like I was crazy. I'll never forget their eyes. And, and I, I would understand that if these people were, uh, you know, babes in Christ. They've only been in church for six months or whatever. Folks, I was preaching to people that's been in church for over 30 years, and they didn't know about this verse. And we wonder why churches have no power. We wonder why. The number one reason why churches today have no power whatsoever, why you don't see healing taking place, why you don't see souls being born again, why you don't see any of these happening in your local church is because of F-A-I-T-H, faith. That's the reason why, folks. The faith is wavering. And when your faith is wavering, that's when you start having issues. That's when you start having issues. Now, James 1.6. I love James. Let's go to James 1.6. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given unto him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let no man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. That right there, folks, is the reason why churches ain't getting prayers answered. That's why you see churches with no power whatsoever, and it all stems from James one four, uh, James one six. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Verse seven: For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. And what that verse is referring to, folks, you hear people, and I mean, I've mentioned it a few times already in this episode. You hear people say, well, I guess I wasn't in God's will to be done. No, your faith was wavering before you even stood up from, uh, before you even stood up to your feet from the altar. It was already wavering when you said amen. You already had doubt in your mind while you was praying that the prayer was going to get answered. And God said in verse 7 of James 1, Let no man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord if you are somebody whose faith is going to waver. You will not receive anything of the Lord. I didn't say that. Shepherd's Cove Church didn't say that. James 1.7 did. Actually, James 1.6-7. through 7. That's who said it, not me. Folks, it's, it's all on how you think. If you go to the Lord in prayer, and you stand up, and you go, well, I hope God answered that, you already, you've already canceled it out. Why? Because of your lack of belief. Now, I preached a sermon, and you can find this on uh, YouTube and Rumble, which it'll be all last uh, one on Rumble for a while until we figure out what's going on there. But, because um, for some reason, it is, it's just not uploading anything. But um, we talked about how the uh, this man that Jesus was healing, he blamed the disciples and said, I, I asked your disciples, Lord, and they couldn't do nothing for me. Folks, that's what we do today. See, that man should have realized it wasn't the disciples' fault. It was his. It was his lack of faith. I've actually heard somebody say, well, they laid hands on me down here at the church and, uh, you know, nothing got done. So I, I I don't know what's... Hey, stop blaming others for your unbelief. And that's actually what the name of the sermon is. Let me give you 
And I'll drop the link in uh, the description below to this episode. Uh, let me go ahead and find that here so I can have that ready for you folks. The name of the episode is... Don't blame others for your unbelief. That's the name of the episode. And I really implore you to listen to that and actually and just and just go along. Because I talk about that verse and I preach on it and we do that today. Well, I don't know why my prayers didn't. We, folks, and I tell you what we do, I'll even go a step further. Instead of just blaming man, woman, whatever, we also blame God. Well, God, you didn't answer that prayer. Well, how about you take a look in your mirror and you'll probably find the answer to why your prayer didn't get answered. I always ask people when they always say, "Well, Buster, why do you, why do you, why do you think my prayers didn't get answered?" Well, I, let me ask you a few questions. Number one, do you have any hatred in your heart towards anybody whatsoever? Do you have any resentment towards anybody whatsoever? If you do, don't expect any miracles and blessings from God. It's not going to happen. Number one. Number two. When was the last time you studied the Word of God? When was the last time you dug deep in the Word of God? Because, number three, if you haven't done number two, number three is going to be weak. And what are we talking about? Faith. How strong is your faith in God? When you go to the Lord in prayer, do you expect it to be done as soon as you say amen? Do you expect it to be answered the moment you stand to your feet? If your answer is well, if it's in His will... I'm already telling you right now, you ain't got it. Uh, you know, folks, what I here here's something that I always struggle with people on. I'll always say, you know, did Jesus ever say if he, you know, I, I laid hands on? Did you ever see Jesus lay hands on somebody and them not be healed? Well, that was Jesus. I, that's that's not us. Well, let's 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 go back to uh, let's go back to this real quick if I can find it. Here we go, John fourteen twelve. We read this way to go. Well, that was Jesus laying hands. We ain't Jesus, so we uh, just because we lay hands on somebody don't mean they're going to get healed. Well, that's that's because you're folks. I'm going to be preaching a sermon on Saturday about eagles. What is the similarities between an eagle and a Christian? The eagles fly higher than any other bird. In this earth. You know what that means? They're not flying low with the ravens. They're not flying low with the chickens and the turkeys. They're not flying with them. They're flying high. They're flying high. And they're soaring. You'll never see an eagle flap its wings. They're soaring. I'm going to preach about that. I can't wait. It's going to be a great going to be a great sermon. I'm glad that God gave that one to me. John 14, uh, 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than me shall he do. That tells you out there, folks, you should be able to lay your hands on somebody and then be healed. You, We should be able. I'm going to put we in there. We should be able to do the works that Jesus Christ did and more. That's John 14, 12, folks. And by the way, those letters are written in red for anybody that's wondering. That's not Paul. That's not John. That's not... No, that's Jesus Christ speaking. Greater works... The works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do because I go into the Father. So here's a question. If your prayers ain't being answered... 
if our prayers ain't being answered, if our churches don't have power, is that God's fault or is it ours? Something to think about. It's our fault. I can already tell you. God's promises hasn't changed. God's will hasn't changed. But I tell you who has. We have. If you take a look at the differences between the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, you had Christians back then, ladies and gentlemen, that were powerful, that were just mighty men and women of God that would go to the Lord in prayer and expect it to be done. They had courage. They had backbone. They have boldness. We don't have that now. We don't have that now. I remember seeing men and women of God, and they've gone on to be with the Lord. But I'm talking about old people in the faith. And I mean, they, you talking about prayer warriors, man. When they went to the Lord in prayer, they expected it to be done. There wasn't no, well, I hope it gets done. No, they expected it to be done. They expected it. But now you look at 2024. And you don't see that anymore. You see, well, I, I truly hope God answers that prayer. Guess what, folks? Go back to the book of James, chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. You know what it says? He that wavereth like a, uh, like a, um, a wave in the sea, don't expect, nothing, don't expect to be uh, heard from from God. Basically is what it says. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. That's why you're not receiving it. That's why you're not receiving it. It's, I mean, it's really... The end of the day, folks, we, we don't have a... Uh, we, ha we have a faith issue. I'm, I'll just leave it at that. We have a faith issue. And that's why every sermon that I preach, and it seems like it's just the common uh, denominator of any sermons preached here at Shepherd's Cove, whether it be by me or um, Senior Pastor Jack or uh, uh, Taylor Parker, Reverend Taylor, or even Kevin Campbell when he came up here and preached a few weeks ago. It seems like every sermon that is preached at this church, it all ties back to faith. Every time. It always ties back to faith. And if you look in the Word of God, folks, every one of them, every, the whole book is about, the, is, about the, uh, is about faith. It all goes back to that. I'm trying to find this. Here we go. Just go to Hebrews 11 and just look at the whole Scripture. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. Now, we've all heard that before, right? But we never go through the whole chapter. Let's go through a few verses. I ain't going to go through the whole chapter. We've got three minutes left of the show. Through faith, we understand that the words were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Let's go on down. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. Go on down. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Go on down. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after... Go out into a place which he should after we see for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whither he went. Scroll on down. 
Through faith, also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Folks, all of these people in Hebrews 11 talks about Joseph, talks about Moses, talks about um, uh, Egypt, talks about, uh, talks about all of these things. The walls of Jericho, when they fell down, talks about that. I implore you, folks, you want to see how powerful faith truly is? Go to Hebrews chapter 11 and read the entire chapter, not just read the first verse. And if I turn around right here in my office, I've actually got Hebrews 11, 1 on my wall. I've got a plaque on my wall. <clears throat> For four years, that's been, a, that's been a constant in my ministry is trying to give people the tools that they need to build their faith up because not enough churches is doing it. And because of that, you're seeing a lack of power, you're seeing a lack of uh, strength in the church, and you're seeing a lack of prayers being answered today. Folks, it has everything to do with that word, faith. It all has to do with that. So, as we come to a close... On this episode, I want you to do one thing. I want you to open up the Bible tonight or tomorrow when you get a chance. When you go on your lunch break, maybe you're listening to this episode while you're uh, at work. God bless you for that. When you go on a break, even if it's just a five-minute smoke break, <laughs> I want you to download a Bible app on your phone. And while you're out there, maybe you're sitting in your car scrolling through fake book. That's what I call it. Or maybe you're out there smoking a cigarette. Whatever you're doing. I want you to pull your phone out and I want you to open up the Bible app. And I want you to just study a couple of verses in those five minutes. I want you to read the verses. I want you to go in and I want you to be thinking about it while you're working. What did God mean by that? When you do that, you'll grow in the Word of God and your faith will grow as a result. God bless all of you and we'll see you tomorrow on the next episode of Outspoken.